Welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guest, Jason Valancourt. By, by the way, I want to say hello to my mom in Ohio. She's watching again this week. And, and uh, my friend Mark is actually in, in Idaho today, so he's watching from there. Hey there, hey there, Mark. And Mary, my friend Mary that lives there. You guys can call in if you want, by the way. I'd love to hear from Mary. I think uh, I'd like to hear her, her point of view on this stuff. Our number here is 505-444-5059. And, you know, Democrats being hypocrites. You know, we've got this whole uh, thing going on right now where they're trying to throw Donald Trump into jail. They're trying to take all his money. They're trying to destroy his businesses. Well, that way they can continue with their corruption and, you know, kill off the United States once and for all. But he's fighting hard, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. He's not giving up. He's yeah. he's a true patriot. Um, you know, and I want to point out to all of you Democrats out there that are still voting for Democrats, the hypocrisy that is going on here, the hypocrites that you are. You claim that you care about the middle class. You claim you care about the working man. You're you're apparently against all this white privilege, yet but yet you voted for a rich old senile senile white guy when you had so many other choices during the last election. Heck, you had a woman from Hawaii that was running. She has a lot of very liberal. Uh, points of view, which actually a lot of her points of view, I'm, 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 I agree with her. You know, I, I probably wouldn't want to vote for. Her. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Donald Trump. But, uh, but she would have been a great pick for you guys. She represents all the values that you claim that you support. She's for the working guy. She's a woman. You might even say she's a woman of color because she's from Hawaii. I. Kamala Harris isn't a woman of color. I don't know why they call her that. But, you know, you voted for the senile old white guy, and then you voted for the corrupt uh, woman as a VP that had no support in the primary. Nobody likes her. And she's a stupid idiot. I mean, face it. She's dumb. She's dumber than a box of rocks, people. (laughs) I, I... I want to play this just so you can see, you know, how they're talking about this. You know, this is one of Donald Trump's lawyers and how you're talking about all these MAGA Republican insurrectionists on January 6th that apparently were trying to take over the country, which is bullcrap. But claiming that these people are violent, okay? I've played kind of a variation of this before, but but I want you guys to see this. If you guys are watching live, then you, you can watch this, okay? Let's see here. And you can hear this even if you're listening on the radio. You can still hear it. So here we go. Rhetoric about a constant drumbeat of heated language. Well, as I'm sure everyone ex- watching expected, we need to show you some of their own words. 
I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I think I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. These are in your Democrats. Take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Promoting no, violence. If you're in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. Okay. Take him out. What's that mean? Time an actor assassinated a president. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet Johnny Depp, Trump. I have Show no where respect for him anymore. Is supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Well, that sounds like an insurrection. This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. And there's more. Oh, and there's more. I promise to fight every single day. They're going to fight. I'm a fighter and I'm relentless, but I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down. We do not compromise. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down, you can, you can whimper, you can pull up in a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. And, and that's what it's about. We, we do fight back, but we are going to fight back. We are not turning this country over. To what Donald Trump has sold. We are just not. Sounds Look, like an election denier to me. They're right to be upset. Now we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to fight back because we will not forget. <clears throat> we do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. We still have a fight on our hands. Fight hard for the changes Americans are demanding. Get in the fight, to winning the fight, to fight fighting, please fighting. We'll use every tool possible to fight. Okay, that's probably enough of that. I think I've made my point there. Okay, see, this is Democrat. Now, I remember... When the left-wing media was accusing Republicans of using the word fight and saying, oh, well, that's a threat. And, and all of this stuff that the Democrats have been doing, it's like, well, that's, that's you know, they're talking about punching the president in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about, uh, we had Johnny Depp talking about uh, an assassination. Now, have you heard any Republican... Uh, any Republicans out there, prominent Republicans or Republican uh, uh, politicians out there uh, talking about assassinating 
Joe Biden? Have you heard of anything like that? I haven't. I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard about going out there and committing violence. We don't believe in violence. But you know, if the violence comes to us, I mean, I'm sure we're very capable of some really good violence if we have to. I don't know. I didn't see any, I did. anybody doing anything besides the uh, Black Lives Matter and the Antifa in Portland tearing apart everything and killing people and ruining businesses. And they all got away with it. As a matter of fact, I've said before, uh, when they did arrest a few that they did arrest, Kamala Harris came down with a big bag of money and bailed them all out of jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, they ripped down our obelisk in Santa Fe and we... I don't remember what the restorative justice was, but, uh, you know, that was 400 years old and it's part of our history, whether you like it or not, it's part of New Mexico's history. And I was outraged that, that we got absolutely no justice. In so many ways. I mean, even in Old Town, when they took down that Onatha statue, the people there were like Palestinians, or, or they, were, they were not Americans. Uh, they were didn't look anything like us, didn't talk like us, and all they wanted to do was incite violence. They would look at the Native Americans on top of the hill and say, these Spaniards raped your women, they killed your children. Tell them, you know, F off and all this vulgar, vulgar language, and, all, and the Natives were looking like... I really can't because my name is Chavez and Sanchez and Baca, so it's going to be hard for me to say anything about natives being killed by Spaniards when we, in the end, you know, formed a union. So they were up in the mountain and the hill and not saying anything. They were just watching these savages come down and trying to smash the statue. And and our our uh, mayor told them the police stand back and let them. Let them tear it down. Yep. And until there was a shot fired, the police didn't even really take action. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, when it comes to that shot being fired, as as horrible as Stephen Baca's behavior was, mm-hmm. you know, and we've, I, I think most of us have seen it. And, you know, I think both you and I know Stephen. Uh, Becca probably knows him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, as abhorrent as his behavior was leading up to everything that was going on, when people are calling out for your death and 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 they have weapons that can do it and I don't care what you say a skateboard is a lethal weapon no kidding um you you know you have to defend yourself and that's what Stephen did and as much as they didn't like what he did uh I think Stephen was found not guilty and was uh ultimately I mean it ruined his life I'm sure but yeah. ultimately I think he was exonerated from uh you know the murder charges or whatever they were going to try to bring up on him. I wanted to talk a little bit about this censorship stuff that's going on. And there was an article I found in USA Today in which they're talking about how the Supreme Court, on, it says here, and this was on October 20th that this came out, says the Supreme Court on Friday tentatively sided with the Biden administration and agreed to decide a dispute about whether officials in the White House and federal agencies violated the First Amendment when they leaned on social media companies to suppress content about the election and COVID-19. Now, that's a little deceptive in because USA Today apparently they're kind of left leaning, so they tried to they tried to um, frame it frame it in a way that oh well look at this Joe Biden they've won no what the Supreme Court said is that 
we want to let this play out in the lower courts, and then we will address this. Um, so there was a, let's see, okay, Judge Alito says here, uh, calls for Biden's efforts, government uh, censorship, which I agree. And I'm going to point out a whole bunch of examples. Three members of the court's conservative wing, Justices Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch, said they would have sided with the states and social media users who filed the lawsuit. And in a comment, they said, government censorship of private speech is antithetical to our democratic form of government, which is, well, I guess they keep calling it democratic. I don't call it it's how we. It's elect. a democratic election system. Right. It's how uh, we elect people. Right. We yeah. democratically elect people. And we there, are a republic. Everybody. Yes, we are a republic, a constitutional republic. And therefore, today's decision is highly disturbing. Alito wrote in a dissent, and at this time in the history of our country, what the court has done, I fear, will be seen by some as giving the government a green light to use heavy-handed tactics to skew the presentation of views on the medium that increasingly dominates the dissemination of news. Which, face it, social media is more and more these days becoming the preferred way that people get their information. Now, there's actually a lawsuit currently going on right now between Rumble and Google because Google is... They, they control the search results. Right. And so many people nowadays, I remember years ago when Google first started out and people started talking, oh, hey, this Google search engine, which when it first came out, it was very, very good. But since then, they've become very, very political. And they have these so-called algorithms, which they program to push certain things to the top and other things to the bottom or just into obscurity where it'll never pop up. So what they do now is they will choose which news organizations, which platforms get the most uh, visibility. And Rumble apparently is being pushed way down. And I I read an article that was talking about how all of these – they have like – a hundred news organizations, which they promote on Google, and they push them to the top of the search results. And of those hundred, only three of them are actually considered conservative news sources, which saying conservative news to me, really, I really hate, hate the term. I hate even saying that. News should be news. News should be about the truth, not about feelings or not about left or right-wing politics. It should be about what is the truth. It should be Walter Cronkite truth, you know, where he told you the, the news and let you make your dis, make up your mind or a decision. Was or he telling us, us the truth? Do we know that for sure? I think he was the closest to the truth that I remember. Yeah. I don't, all these other ones are all fake like crazy. Yeah, I think things used to be different back then, weren't they? And you know what? I don't feel bad about YouTube censoring us. They actually censored Russell Brand also. Well, they did. They censored, I saw him. He actually did a post a couple of days ago Ago, in which he was talking about he is also now being censored on YouTube. Um, I'm uh, he's a he's got millions of followers. Russell Brand does, and they have informed him that because he's not necessarily following the um, 
social what what was that what's the word they use here i got uh social community guidelines mm-hmm. community guidelines i almost wore my i should have wore it <laughs> yeah you, what you got a shirt i, I have a sweatshirt that yeah. i was going to wear today that says violates community standards <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so i think we can you know i got kicked off of youtube i was trying to run this show on youtube for the past few weeks and we've been kicked off of youtube because i'm not going along with the safe and effective bullcrap that YouTube is, you know, they're they're a propaganda arm of the corrupt Biden crime regime. And so therefore they're pushing that uh, that phrase, which is not based on any facts. It's simply propaganda. So let me tell you a little bit about the uh, about the letter I got from YouTube. Uh, Freedom Speaks suspended from YouTube for violating community guidelines. Hi, Becca Marie. Our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. We know that this might be disappointing. Not really. It was completely expected. It means I'm doing, doing a good job. Okay? They've kicked me off. But it's important to us that YouTube is safe is a safe place for all. <laughs> you know, Russell Brand did a thing, did like a half hour rant on this thing about it being a safe place. You know, this reminds me of something. Okay, maybe you guys can give me an answer to this. Over the past few years, a new term has come out, a new phrase that people say, and I wonder if even they know what it means. Have you had people tell you to stay safe? What the hell does that mean? Stay safe. When did anybody say that to you before this nonsense over the I past did. few years? Did I you? did all the time. And what it is, was, it what was did my you thing. Like, your thing? It was my thing. For 30 years, I've been telling people, not stay safe, but I've been telling people, you know, be safe or, you know, have a safe night or, you know, I mean, for 30 But see, years, that's different. I know. And they've stolen it from me, you guys. Yeah. I'm all bummed <laughs> yeah. out. Stay safe. That's what they're saying. Stay safe. I don't know what. Can somebody tell me what the hell that means? I have no idea what. St- I always feel safe because I'm always packing all the time. So if I'm attacked, I can defend myself. So, yes, I feel very safe. But I have a feeling that's not what they're talking about. I really don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what that means. I have a feeling it has something to do with this is what I think it means. And I think it's a carryover. Oh, well, make sure you, you keep your safe distance. Make sure you, you, know, you, you sanitize everything. Make sure you get vaxxed. Make sure you're six feet apart. Six feet safe, you know? It's like that's where it all comes from, I think, is the COVID scamdemic. Oh, scamdemic. I'm going to say it. This is what YouTube kicked me off for, right. is talking about the scamdemic and the nonsense. Okay, so let me continue on this. So – YouTube wants to keep me safe. They want to keep you guys safe. I personally don't know how YouTube's going to keep me safe in any way whatsoever. Safe from what? I I don't know. YouTube is a safe place for all. If content breaks our rules, we remove it. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we'll take another look. Yeah, like that's going to help. Keep reading for more details. How your content violated the policy. 
YouTube doesn't allow content that poses a serious risk of egregious harm by spreading medical misinformation about currently administered vaccines that are approved and confirmed to be safe and effective by local health authorities. Hey, we have a call. Let me see who's calling. <laughs> Let's see here. Thank you for calling. You're on the line with Becca and Stella. Who do we got? Hi, Miss Becca. This is Samuel. How's it going, Samuel? Oh, it's going great. Just Are you staying safe today, life. Samuel? I am staying safe. <laughs> Tell me what that means to you. We appreciate you. you. Yes, we do. We appreciate you being safe. Are you sure you're safe listening to this show? Um, well, I haven't been caught yet, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> So what's on your mind? You stay safe, Samuel. <laughs> you stay safe. What's on your mind today? Uh, so there's actually quite a lot on my mind. Of course, we're getting really close to election season, which is next year. Yes. And um, that's a big issue. Of course, we've got a lot of the modern conflicts, like you've been talking about before, the censorship and what is considered misinformation by big tech corporations yes. and media, yes. especially on YouTube. I just... I read your letter uh, yesterday, and I thought it was, I kind of laughed. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Sammy, by the way, I, I, do you prefer being called Samuel or Sammy? Sammy is completely fine. Okay. I, uh, Sammy was on my show with me last year when we were doing the show out of the radio station studio. And uh, he's a he's a young guy. He's uh, he's a conservative. He's really really smart, uh, very well informed. And so I back then I said, Hey, Sammy, I need you to come on the radio with us because I I really really want to hear your opinions from a, a young person's standpoint. So why don't you just tell tell the audience what what are your thoughts on the stuff that's currently going on? What are my thoughts? Okay. Well, of course, right now with uh, the trials with Donald Trump and the courts, the kangaroo courts, it's all a big political ploy. Of course, I was watching it. I was watching it closely, but then I stopped because it's all political. There's no real point to this except that Orange Man is bad and we need to do everything we can to keep him off. By the way, the he doesn't look so orange these days, does he? I wonder what he's doing different. <laughs> have you noticed that? I, I I have a little bit. He's looking normal. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what the orange thing was, but it didn't bother me. I don't care. I don't care what color color he is. No, but what was it? I can't remember which trial it was. If it was under Miss Letitia James or Fanny Williams or Jack Smith, it was one of them. Fanny Willis. All of them. What you talking Fanny about, Willis? I think so. Yeah. When the star witness says that, oh, that was supposed to get Trump, when he says, oh, he did nothing wrong on the witness stand. Yeah. And then Trump called to uh, dismiss the case, and the judge said, absolutely not. I was like, okay, so there is no speaking for justice. This is all just a game, a political game yeah. at the expense of the American people. Yeah, it is. Well, you know that other word that they like to throw around all the time, fairness? Fairness. Fairness. Fairness, equity, and does it, inclusion. D- does it look fair to you, Sammy? I stopped believing in fairness on <laughs> this election night in 2020. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. 
I'm a little older. I stopped believing in it way before that, but uh, I certainly understand anybody who, you know, got their eyes wide open on on that particular uh, event. Yeah, yeah. So, t- that, Sammy, you're going to college now, right? Yes, I am. I am at MSU. Which MSU? I won't specify, but I'm sure everyone can guess. Right. Yeah, there's a couple of those that start with M. So, what have you, uh, what do you, what have you observed uh, at MSU as a student as far as the attitude towards Democrat or Republican or the conflict in Israel or? Free, do you, so, you tell me, Sam? Do you have any idea what free Palestine means? I don't know what that means. What are they freeing them from? I think it's a very interesting term since Palestine was never officially ever an independent nation. Uh-huh. When you look at history, especially archaeological history, which I think is very important when it comes to the whole free Palestine ideology, the Hebrews and the Jewish people were actually in that land years, thousands of years before uh, the Arabs came into the land. Yeah, yeah. Archaeological evidence supporting that they were there at least 1200 B.C. The Arabs came out of um, the Saudi Arabia Peninsula, Mm -hmm. that area, the Arabian Peninsula, hundreds of years after. Yeah, we talk about the whole uh, the whole big thing that the left likes to talk about all the time is colonization. It's like, oh, we're colonizers. Um, wouldn't it seem like that makes my head hurt? Yeah, it's oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's like, how far back do you want to look? And and you know, you think about well, aren't the Palestinians colonizers? What do they think Mao was? Well, I mean, what do they think Stalin was? Do, do they think that oh, conquerors the for the people because they, they they have some sort of different rhetoric are not still conquerors? I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So here's here's the point. What's whatever the the difference between a colonizer and a conqueror or a liberator is whether or not they agree with the ideology. If you do not agree with their ideology, then you are a colonizer. You are destroying the land. If I agree with your ideology, then you are a liberator. You are freeing yourself. You are freeing the people. That's basically what it is in my view, in my opinion. I'm not a professional on this. Rules for Radicals 101. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty good rules, by the way. Have you you read Rules for Radicals, Sammy? I have not actually. It's a, actually a pretty good read. I'd I highly suggest it. Yeah, I recommend everybody. I'd, read I'd that suggest book. that right up there with Sun Tzu's rules. Uh, Sun Tzu's uh, Art of War. Art of War. I, I, both of those are great reads. They actually are. Apparently, Art of War is a banned book. Oh, it's a banned book. What? <laughs> Someone it, said it, that I was looking around and I overheard somebody in the library asking for Art of War, and they said we do not carry that. I was like, oh. So, but they the, the pornographic stuff is allowed in the school library, but not the Sun Tzu uh, book. I guess. I mean, I this is a conversation I overheard. So, I mm-hmm. what I need to do is I need to go there and ask them for myself because I like to do that. Yeah, yeah. I like to do that for my own and not just go off of what other people say. That's why I am the way that I am. I Check and see if they have 1984. Well, oh, I know they don't. Oh my god! They don't have 1984 they don't have either. They, they banned that too. They banned it. Mm-hmm. They banned. You know, and and Joe Biden and the Democrats are always talking about it all the time. It's like, oh, they're out there banning these books. 
you know, we're not and banning any books that I know favorites. of. We haven't banned well, any books. I mean, we're not like we're not like the Nazis where we're out there building a big bonfire out there and gathering up all these books and throwing them in the fire and burning them. We're not banning any books. It's like we're just no. concerned parents are simply saying we do not think that this is age appropriate material for my child to see. And we don't want it in the school library. That's all they're saying. They're not banning it. You can you can still go on Amazon and buy it. I'm sure you can. You can probably go to a public yeah. library and get it. When I was in middle school, the controversial author that we wanted in our library that they would not let us have, and they would let us have most of her books, but one of them they wouldn't let us have. It was a book called Forever by Judy Bloom. And if you don't remember it, it was about this girl's first sexual experience. <laughs> And it was very, very, you know, Judy Blooms from Los Alamos, White Rock, somewhere up there. And uh, it was very tastefully done, but it was, you know, it was very descriptive. Um, and they didn't want this book in our middle school. Well, I read forever, and I was like, if they let this into our middle school, I don't know. Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video, and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Stella here too. Say hi, Stella. Hi, everybody. Hi, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got our guest Jason Valencourt here with us today. How's it going, everybody? 
I um, I do all the production here, uh, and uh, I kind of <laughs> overlook turning up the uh, the um, timeline audio, so I kind of almost missed the break. <laughs> anyway, so we got our uh, our caller Sammy Gonzalez on the phone with us. Sammy, you still there? Uh, yes, ma'am. I am. Yeah, you know one of our uh, one of our uh, viewers on Facebook, uh, Michael, which he's uh, one of our regular viewers. He said that um, separation of church and state a big progressive value. Yes, it used to be right. It used to be mm-hmm. before the COVID emergency, and then somehow that uh, that that just went out the window because the Democrats were no longer supporting. Mm-hmm that value of church and state. So the state came in and closed down the churches. And that was okay. That was just, that was okay then to shut shut down. It was okay to shut down the churches. It was okay to arrest preachers. It was okay. Freedom of speech didn't matter anymore. It was okay. And now we're still censoring freedom of speech. You know, just like I was talking about, you know, the... The Joe Biden and I, and I've got I've got some great uh, material I'm going to share with that on on what Joe Biden's doing with ongoing censorship. Well, not only that, but now that it's election year, they released another COVID thing that says that the vaccines are not going to be in, in any way helpful. Uh, they don't really help anything. It's just going to be a runny nose and coughing, sore chest, whatever. But they released a new one now for election election year. Yeah, way to keep you apart. Yeah, stay away from the rallies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sammy, what's your thoughts on that? Well, the other day, did you guys see that video that Elon Musk posted about all the headlines about the COVID vaccine? And like the first headline, like COVID vaccine, 100% effective. And then it goes down. It's like, okay, 94% effective. And down it goes 88% effective. It just keeps going down and down and down, even, even further. And now that they keep releasing more and more and more boosters, like, okay, this one's going to be, they're just doing it out of, I believe they're just using fear. Fear is one of the easiest ways to control a group or a population. And of course, like you said, we're coming to an election year. There's people already, some professors here already talking about COVID resurfacing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I haven't seen it. A lot of the students here honestly could care less. It's just another day it's at school here. Someone said, oh, they got COVID. Oh, we don't care. We you think that they're going to try to do the mask nonsense at your school? I don't think so. I mean, they're gonna, they might say something. They might say, yeah, we need to do it. But I, I doubt a majority of the students will comply. Yeah, well, I'm see, that's what it, at the school where I am. It's very chill. It's very you know. That's um, what it I takes, Sammy. It, what it takes is for all the students to get together and band together and say, "No, we will not comply." And you all need to band together like that. You know, I I remember when I was in mm-hmm. school. I, I remember there was a problem in which <laughs> this was in elementary school. I was actually a little bit of a uh, rebel back then, and and they were using plastic silverware in the lunchroom, and they were washing the plastic silver and reusing it which is just really wrong. And I remember I organized a petition with with all the students in school, and they all signed it. And do you know what? We won, and they stopped using plastic silverware in the cafeteria. That was like a little battle that I won back when I was like, I don't know how old was I when I was in elementary school. <laughs> it's like 12. 12, maybe. Yeah, but that's... 
but that's what you guys got to do. But what they're doing is they're trying to teach young people nowadays to be compliant. They want you to be compliant. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be rebellious and to stand up for yourselves. They want you to be compliant and dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the government. You know, like the thing I talked oh. about, if you listened to the beginning of my show, I was talking about how they're given all these ridiculous participation trophies in, in child sports, which is ridiculous. Making everybody think, oh, well, you're just fine the way you are. You don't need to try to better yourself. There's a real war on achievement. And I, I've noticed it for a while that it, when, when they were trying to pass sick leave in Albuquerque, I stood before the city council and I said, I'll never forget the day that I got a job that offered me benefits. Uh-huh. I, call, I called everybody in my family that day and I said, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it. Yeah. You know, I didn't graduate from high school and, and there's all sorts of reasons why I was scared that I would never get one of these jobs that had benefits, right? But I kept working on 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 skills that I could work on out in the workplace that helped me get to a place where somebody said, We're gonna give you this much money and we're gonna give you these benefits. And that day was a big achievement for me. And I told the city council that I said, Why do you want to take this achievement away from people? Uh-huh. And they don't get that, that wanting to be better is not, uh, is not a grievance in the world. It is something that hopefully spiritually that we're all trying to do, that we're all trying to be a better person today than we were the day before. And if you look at most of the people in my life, they are people like the two of you and most of the people that we're talking to, people who are trying and we fail too, but people who try every day to be a little bit better person than they were the day before. And that's the part that progressives don't get with that whole, I was perfect from the day I was born and I <laughs> yeah, have the tro- yeah. I have the trophies to prove it. That's right. I have the trophies. <laughs> yeah. I have a perfect participation trophy for every sport I played. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know, if if you don't take first place, then you lost. Anything other than first place is a loser. My my pool team... It doesn't mean you're a bad person. just means that, well, maybe you need to try a little harder if you want to get better. The difference between first place and fourth place in my pool league is about $4,000. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it matters. <sighs> Sammy, any other thoughts on your mind before we let you go? No, oh, just that I hope you all stay safe. <laughs> especially right now. Got to watch out for that COVID hysteria. That's right. Got to watch out for the COVID hysteria. They, you know, with the election coming up, they're going to have to figure out some way to stoke the fear. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. It's going to be a news drain of COVID, or it's going to be, oh, my God, it's a climate emergency. We're all going to freeze to uh-huh. death. It's going to be a winter of darkness and death. But it'll be over after election, so no sweat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Totally. We're going to have to do all mail-in ballots and... That's right. It's going to be election. All mail-in ballots. You know, I saw I saw a video the other day that uh, somebody posted of just, I think it was what state it was. Was it Michi- Michigan? 
that a judge has come out on a primary election that they recently had, and he uh, considered that election to be null and void. We need to redo this election because they had all this geo-tracking data and these vid- uh, the cameras, which were pointed at these drop boxes, of people just coming up and stuffing the ballots in the box. And there was one woman that came up with a friend, and her friend had to hold the slot open so she could keep shoving them in there. Uh, and and he, he said, this is absolutely... This is insane. There's no way we can consider this election valid. Well, but see, this is what happened during the 2020 election, and yet it was safe. It was it was the most it was the most uh, what was it secure secure election in in American history. Hey, did you guys know that one of the overturned election results in 2020, one of the reversals, took place in Michigan in a county called Antrim, Michigan. Wow. Antrim, Michigan, if you guys care about 2020, okay, and, and, and I've been talking about election integrity for 20 years, so I've been talking since the hanging chads of Florida. So this is not a new issue for me. I've been wanting to talk about this forever. Diebold was Dominion before Dominion, and I wanted people to know about Diebold. So the fact that we're having this conversation is awesome, but Antrim, Michigan... For those 2020ers who really want to prove to the rest of the world that you're right, that there was mass egregious fraud that took place, um, Antrim, Michigan is your is your smoking gun. And they got a hold of two machines. They did forensic audits on two of these machines. They actually did video demonstrations of what the machines were doing with the ballots. If you haven't seen any of this there's no evidence. Um, please check. No out. evidence of fraud. Check There's out. absolutely none. <laughs> check out well, the report that recently, was done by. It's the... all been debunked, Jason. Haven't you heard that? Yes, right. Of course. Yes. Doesn't Carrie well, Lake wish see... that had happened to her? <laughs> yeah. And I, guys, I, I'm not the guy that is going to reverse the 2020 election. I'm the guy that says, moving forward, we can secure our elections a little bit better by doing a few things. One of them, my big thing, is paper ballots and hand counts. And I'm basing this and off. And same-day voting. There's several things. Same-day voting. No immigrants voting. Voter, voter ID. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things, I think, really kind of help secure our election but my big thing is paper ballots and hand counts right and so the reason that i'm arguing for paper ballots and hand counts is not because it's this crazy idea it's actually because germany france this is what i love telling progressives germany come on Mm -hmm. people france finland have all gone to paper ballots and hand counts we can do it too we can we can oh and we can save a ton of money we can. What were you going to say, Sammy? I was just going to say, did you see that yesterday the Connecticut court actually overturned another fraudulent election? Yep. See? That's what I thought that Becca was, was talking big... about. See, the truth is coming out now, yet these idiots are still out there saying that the 2020 election was not stolen. You know, And they're still right. taking Donald Trump to court because... They claim that he's trying. He was trying to overturn the results. It's like, what does that mean? You know, Hillary Clinton complained about losing her uh, the election against Donald Trump for the entire time he was president. Did they, they? They didn't take her to court. They didn't indict her for saying she was trying to overturn the results. 
Plenty of Democrats well, no, have I come think... out and complained about losing and saying, oh, well, you know, we think that we think the election was rigged. They said the same kind of thing. They sent alternate electors. They sent alternate electors in 2020, just like, or I'm sorry, in uh, in 2016, just like the, the Republicans did in 2020. That's nothing new. No. The fact that they're trying to charge some of these people is insane to me. I mean, the disbarment trial of John Eastman uh, has been a kangaroo court 100%. If you guys have been following that at all, this is a big issue to me. And like I said, um, been working on trying to start this nonprofit called Paper Ballots and Hand Counts uh, for a little while. And I just really urge everybody to, to make this argument with people. One, we can save millions of dollars by not buying machines and not paying for software that is vulnerable. Uh, and the reason that I tell you that it's vulnerable is as simple as this. If software is so secure, I ask you one question. Would you trust your elections to autocorrect? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, Sammy, anything else? No, man, it's been a pleasure speaking with you guys. I wish I could have been there. In person, I do. I do too, Sammy. Whenever you're in town, away. give me some advance notice, and I'll get you in here with us. Absolutely. Okay. Well, good Thank luck you so on much. your good luck on your. And we won't tell anybody you. that you're at Mogadishu State University. That's right, Mogadishu. We, sorry, <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> Gosh, thank you. See ya. Uh, bye. Feel so much safer now. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, stay safe. <laughs> the new the new show tagline. That's right. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. We'd love to hear from you. So let me continue what I was talking about here about these community guidelines with YouTube, why we've been booted off. I'm having some fun with this one here. You do YouTube. Okay, how you your content violated the policy. YouTube doesn't allow content that poses a serious risk of egregious harm. A re- serious, egregious harm. Serious. Serious risk. Yeah. By spreading medical misinformation about currently administered vaccines that are approved and confirmed to be safe and effective by local health authorities and by the, oh, the World Health Organization. We got to believe what they say, right? <laughs> How we find violations. Okay, I'm really curious to know this. We use a combination of automated systems and human reviews to detect violations of our community guidelines. How this affects your channel. Your channel now has one strike. You won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for a week. Well, it's been over a week, and I'm still still off of there, so I'm thinking that they probably killed me you know, permanently. A second strike will prevent you from publishing content for two weeks. Three strikes in the same 90-day period will result in your channel being permanently removed from YouTube. Okay, I'll tell you what, YouTube. Save yourself a hell of a lot of time. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because I'm not going to. I'm not going to comply to your nonsense. So why don't you just go ahead and permanently remove me right now and just get it over with? Just, just get it over with because I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop spreading the truth. So YouTube just texted me. You've did, been permanently did they? banned. Okay, good. I, I, I feel good about that. Ninety. I'm keeping my channel, but you've been permanently banned. <laughs> yes. 
95% of creators who get a one strike never get another. We want that for you, too. Shut up. All you have yeah. to do is just roll over and give in to the, to, the, to the narrative and the establishment on the lies that they're spreading. No, I will not comply with that, YouTube. So just go ahead and go ahead and ban me permanently. I'm totally okay with that. Before Elon Musk bought Twitter, uh, I used to tell people this joke all the time that there was going to be a big merger between YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and it was going to be called You Twit Face. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I like that. It makes sense. Yeah. It's stolen. <laughs> There's no original material coming out of me at all. I want to put that disclaimer out there so nobody sues me for, you know, some sort of uh, plagiarism. Okay, so I've got this is really good. Okay, our our new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson. I like this the guy broke more. guy. The, the guy, bro- the we guy, like this guy. The guy that doesn't have a bank account right. and and oh, he will now. Yeah. Speaker of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I've got this video I found on Instagram of him grilling Mayorkas. Okay, this guy is such a uh, just an empty turd. suit. Just call him a turd. I call him Mayorkas the Dorcas. Anyway, okay. I, that that's pretty good. So anyway, that so that is actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I like that. So here we go. I'm gonna I, for you guys that are watching us live, you'll get to see this little Instagram video too. This is really good. So, and look at the look on his face when they ask him a serious question. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. here, here we go. So, here. Sir, no, sir. The court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS. Not in the litigation. They determined you made you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world. I have to be honest and tell you, I'm not sure exactly what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. On your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country. And the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. In the middle of all this, you created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, which is a division of, 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 your, of DHS. And it's one of the Biden administration agencies that colluded with and coerced the social media companies to censor Americans' protected free speech online. That's specifically detailed in a 155-page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion? Uh, Congressman, uh, I have not. And um, uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech. Okay, well, that's the court yeah, right. otherwise. And it's really curious to me. Actually, it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion because your agency is listed in this opinion. The federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation, and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true, and, and hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir, and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI, the court said it involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk. No one's briefed you on it? Oh, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman, um, no, hold on. Have you read it or not? I have read parts of it. Congress. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of specifically conservatives' free speech online? 
Congressman, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is not involved in such conduct. Okay. Well, the court found otherwise, and you stand here under oath and you give us these answers that we know were not true because this is demonstrably untrue. I'm suggesting to you that you're saying things to us under oath that are proven by the record to be untrue. Let me ask you about this specifically. Um, CISA was created to, uh, we call it the Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee of CISA. Are you familiar with that? Uh, MDM, the MDM subcommittee, is it, you're familiar with that? Congressman, I am very well aware of the threat of disinformation emanating from adverse nations. Are you familiar with the subcommittee? Just answer the question. I am. Okay. Does it still exist? Congressman, are you speaking of the... Does the MDM subcommittee still exist? Uh, I would have to get back to you on that. Okay. All right. Kind of a big deal in your agency. <laughs> this guy has no idea what's going on in his own agency. Can you define what misinformation is? Congressman, uh, misinformation is false information that is disseminated uh, to... Excellent. Who determines what is false? Uh, Congressman, our focus... No, our who focus. determines what is false in your agency? Congressman. If you're going to pull something off the Internet and collude with a social media platform to make sure Americans don't see it, who determines what's false? Congressman, we don't do that. That's not true. That is not true. That is not what the court has found. This is not a Republican talking point. This is what the documents show. We've had people testify under oath that say, and you just defined the term, you're telling me that you don't know who determines what is false? Congressman, what we do at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation Okay, what is disinformation? What is disinformation? Disinformation is inaccurate information. Who determines what's inaccurate? Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here? The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for, quote-unquote, false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. And you have whole committees of people in your agency trying to determine what they, de they determine, they define as false or misinformation. That is not true. Within what is true? What we Please do enlighten us. Is what we do is we disclose the tactics that adverse nation states are utilizing to weaponize no, sir. information. No, sir. The court found specifically, it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS, not in the litigation. They determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world, Congress. foreign actors. That's not true. Congressman, the, um, the Missouri case, the litigation to which you refer, is the, the subject of continuing litigation. But the facts were not disputed, and I so, so regret that I'm out of time. I hope I get some more yield that I go back. Man, did he back him into a corner on the whole time or what? <laughs> totally. You know, here's the thing, and he would not answer this question. I get, I get so tired of that. Yeah. What is, what is, who determines what's misinformation? Who determines what's disinformation? He would not answer that question. I really so want awesome. to know the answer to that question. Who actually makes these determinations? He probably doesn't know. That's why he couldn't answer. He don't know no. because he's not in charge of anything. No, you know, not. when he says, oh, well, I read parts of it. Well, what parts did you read? What do you know? It's like you don't really seem to know anything. You don't seem to know what's going on on the border. You don't seem to know what's going on with these, so, these agencies, which you are in charge of. Yet he can't answer a simple question. Who is deciding what is misinformation and what is dis disinformation? We don't know. It is... 
It is they. It is they. It is they that are actually in charge, which we don't know who they are. It certainly isn't this idiot, and it certainly isn't Joe Biden, and it certainly isn't Kamala Harris. It's they. It's they. Mm-hmm. Whoever that is. Do you guys remember the Smith-Munt Act? No. Re- <clears throat> refresh us on that. Okay. So here it is in a nutshell. In 2013, um, we basically dissolved the Smith-Munt Act. And the Smith-Munt Act was the anti-propaganda act that most of our media was held to until 2013. Okay, And in 2013, until this month, a vast ocean of programming produced by the Broadcasting Board of Governors, such as Voice of America, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, these are all public broadcasting outfits, right? Um, The programming varies uh, in tone and quality, but its breadth is vast. So there's over 100 countries that... You know, basically, these senators and, and congressmen that stood up to this um, and lost uh, pointed out that we didn't want Voice of America to be, you know, using propaganda in the United States of America. And of course, Voice of America says, "Oh, we don't do it. We don't share anything but facts." Well, that's just not true. You know, same thing with Radio Free Europe. Same thing with you know Liberty Radio. You know, uh, PBS. Uh, you know, you can just look at all of these different outfits, and you look at their framing and their narrative, and it's agenda driven, right? I mean, it's very obvious to people like us who can see the words that they use and how they frame things. How how a headline is framed is one of the biggest things going on in this country that nobody is paying attention to. You know, and the thing is, Jason, is that propaganda is a tool that we use against enemy countries. Only now it's being used on American citizens. Correct. And, you know, with YouTube and their and their community guidelines in which they're basing it on what the government is telling them. And, and then I just showed you the proof there of Mayorkas the Dorcas, the guy that's supposed to be in charge, in which he cannot tell you who it is that's determining what's misinformation and disinformation. And isn't social media and platforms like we're streaming on right now, isn't the purpose of these platforms to have an open discussion about things and let other people decide what they think is the truth based on all of the facts that they're presented? That that argument is based in common sense that argument is based in liberty and that that believe it or not as much as this word is going to hurt that idea is based in democracy yeah okay democracy is the idea that i can say whatever i want to say doesn't mean you have to listen and it doesn't mean anybody has to hear it but I have the freedom to say whatever it is I want to say, you know, and I mean, believe me, you can be challenged on the whole fire in a movie theater thing. You, that's not exactly, you know, case law. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are people that will challenge even that. So do I agree that you should yell fire in a, in a crowded movie theater if there's no fire? No, I don't. I don't think you should yell fire if there is a fire. Yeah, it's um, a bad idea. But I work in fire protection. I think there's right. better methods. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this- I want to. I want to go after this whole safe and effective nonsense. I've got a pile of examples here of how it's not safe. Safe and effective. I want to share some of that with you. 
in the third hour. Um, lots of that. And then, you know, at some point during the show, uh, we're going to talk. I want to talk about what a gag order is. And then at some point, we're going to talk about cooking with bugs. Apparently, they're trying to push this whole concept. <laughs> You've got an interesting outlook on that one, Jason. Anyway, so uh, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca, Marie, and Stella.